knowing their business and making it your business. It's Heather Duplessy-Allen with the Business Hour. Thanks to MyHR, expert HR support, smart HR software on Newstalk ZB. Yeah, now a lot of texts are pointing out the Labour Party found it very funny when Stephen Joyce was dildoed. Not so funny when Grant gets lamingtoned. 17 past six. Now, Grant Robertson says that he will pass the legislation to create a state income insurance scheme before next year's election. With us now is the Herald's Wellington business editor, Janae Tibshraney. Hi, Janae. Hi, Heather. How are you doing? Good, thank you. So he is digging in, right? Despite the fact that nobody's coming out in support apart from people who are aligned with unions, he's digging in. He is very keen on on creating this scheme. Uh, Grant Robertson believes that they might be able to introduce a bill to Parliament before the end of the year so that the bill is passed uh, before election time in 2023. Of course, we don't know exactly when the election will be, but it will probably be towards the end of the year. The thing is is that um, I've scanned through some of the 2,000-odd submissions that people have made to MB for this proposed scheme. And there are some that are in favour, largely uh, affiliated with unions, but also some other groups that represent women, human rights, various uh, groups uh, representing people with disabilities and illnesses. So there are some people in favour, but there are a lot of people against it, and there are so many details that need to be ironed out with the scheme. I mean, the, the number of issues that people have raised is so diverse, you know, that they're, they're economic, they're about fairness, a, a bunch of things. I just think it, it is um, a lot of work is going to need to be done to ensure the scheme is designed well in time for uh, election time next year. Janae, given the reform agenda that this government has, which is already quite significant, do you reckon they've got the bandwidth to be able to do this as well? They'd have to pull something really major out of their hat. I think. And, um, you know, what we might see, and I haven't sort of thought this through too deeply, but we might see legislation passed that enables the scheme to be created broadly and then perhaps for some of the finer details to be cre- um, sort of ironed out thereafter. But what we wouldn't want is, is for an imperfect scheme to be um, put into place and then for heaps of uh, changes to be made, you know, in the years following. Um I will say, though, you know, the people who are supportive say that it would have been really good during the COVID period because if, if you lost, you know, if there was this scheme available, the government might not have had to implement the wage subsidy or do these other schemes to support people in fear that everything would come sort of crashing down if, if people lost their jobs. You know, they'd fall into this uh, scheme, which might uh, keep the economy ticking along well. That, that's one um, argument in favour. Of course, some of the major arguments against it are around the costs that would add to businesses, um, you know, eat into people's wages at a time they're really facing rising living costs. Um, and also the fairness argument around um, if you could just go into the normal welfare system, you, you're not treated as well as if, as if you go into this system here. All right, Janae, thanks very much. Appreciate it. I can see trouble along the way there. Janae Tibshraney, uh, the Herald's Wellington business editor.